Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while. We'll talk some football coming up. ESPN NFL reporter Dan Graziano on loan from the mothership. will stop by the man cave. David Cohn will join us in an hour from now. Coney threw a perfect game. He's a Yankee broadcaster, and Domingo Herman became the 24th pitcher in Major League Baseball history to throw a perfect game. Although, as I like to point out, it was the wrong guy at the wrong time against the wrong team in the wrong location. Other than that, congratulations. So Domingo Herman, who was suspended for 10 games not too long ago for that dreaded sticky stuff on his hand, Also, a couple of years ago, he was suspended for half the season for domestic violence. So you do it late at night on the West Coast against the Oakland A's. But still, the 24th perfect game in baseball history. And we found out that there's eight Hall of Famers who have thrown perfect games. Uh, Eight out of the 24 are Hall of Famers, starting with Cy Young, Randy Johnson, Jim Bunning, Catfish Hunter, Roy Halladay, Sandy Koufax, and then in the not-so-modern era, John Ward and Addie Joss. But uh, he was efficient last night. And that's what you need to do. I remember watching Nolan Ryan pitch some of his no-hitters. And you could tell that his infielders and outfielders were bored. Because with Nolan, it was either a strikeout or a walk. He could strike out 12 and walk 8 and throw a no-hitter. But it was basically, I'm going to throw it, and you're not going to hit it. Question is, will I get it in the strike zone? you got to keep – this is why Greg Maddox was so great, because he was efficient, and he would put the ball in play. And his infielders knew Greg wasn't going to strike out many guys. He was a hard thrower with the Cubs. He went to the Braves. He became very efficient. And if he could throw 100 pitches, he didn't care how many he struck out. He was a really good fielder. And there are certain pitchers who – your infielders and outfielders are always ready to go because you're throwing strikes. And I think uh, Herman threw 72 strikes out of nearly 100 pitches last night. He was very, very efficient. Yeah, Paulie? Since 2000, there's been about uh, 10 uh, perfect games into the ninth that got broken up. Here is the most pain. We talked about uh, Jim Joyce and the call there. 
Mike Mussina, the pitcher for the Yankees, uh, when he was on Orioles, remember he was a very good pitcher, very good hitter as well. He had a no-hitter with one out in the ninth with, uh, when he was with the Orioles in 97. A couple years later, Mike Mussina with the Yankees against the Red Sox in Fenway Park had two outs, nobody on, obviously, and gave up a no-hit, a uh, perfect game to the Red Sox. Hmm. He's had twice in the past 20 years. Tom Seaver had that a couple of times, I remember, once against the Cubs, but then he did throw a no-hitter after that. Like, there's luck that goes into it. Skill to get you to that point, but luck to be able to complete it. And that's why when you look at the 24 who had perfect games, not exactly a who's who of great pitchers. Now, David Cohn is in there, and, you know, Coney's on the cusp of being a Hall of Famer. David Wells, as goofy as he was, still won 239 games. Uh, Dennis Martinez won 245 games. He threw a perfect game. Kenny Rogers won 200 games. Mark Burley won 200 games. Uh, Felix Hernandez, he uh, threw a perfect game, the last perfect game we had, and he won 169 games in his career. That was 15 seasons. David Cohn, 194 wins in 17 seasons. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. We say good morning to those watching on Peacock, our streaming partner. If you haven't downloaded the app, please do so. Our radio affiliates. And operator Tyler standing by for your phone call. Seton O'Connor, poll question for hour two is going to be. I think that this is really interesting, the hour one poll question. Okay. Because we have up there, a perfect game is more skill or luck. And right now, it's uh, 65-35, luck over skill. Okay. Right? So, But I think if you actually look at it, it's probably more like 65% skill and 35% luck or something like that. I th- I think that it, it takes more skill and a little bit of luck. Yeah. Rather than Yes, yes. You have to get super lucky and just have a moderate amount of skill. I would think it would be 75-25, 75 skill to 25% luck. Right. And and it and it might be even higher, might be 80, 85 to Could be 90-10, right? Yeah, 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 yeah it yeah, could yeah. be. But there's the luck is definitely an element there. There's always one or two plays, one or two calls that can go either way. Paulie talked about Jim Joyce. He blew the call in the Tigers game. Armando Galarraga lost a perfect game. That was so weird because everybody knew it. Jim Joyce felt terrible about it. He made the call, and then they they bring him together, I think, the next day in like a photo op and like, hey, umpire feels bad. Pitcher, say nice things about the umpire, and let's hug it out, and let's let's play ball. But I, I did... You know, I felt bad because we remember Jim Joyce and not many people remember the pitcher, Armando Galarraga. Did the mock draft that ranked LeBron James's son, Bronny, the 17th pick to the Atlanta Hawks, do what it set out to do? That it, it, it accomplished this. And Paulie goes, you know what? If you really want to troll people, they should have said the Knicks. And I go, no, 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 no. Then it would have been obvious that the mock draft saying, the Knicks, and Bronny James. Now let's begin the discussion. Going to the Hawks is like, okay, would LeBron give up L.A. to play for the Hawks? And the answer is no. <laughs> no, he's not. Now the Knicks, I, I guess you could say there's a possibility. I don't think LeBron's going anywhere. I think he's going to be like, you know what? I got to let Bronny be his own man. And then Bronny put out a video, a hype video, where he's at USC already putting in time in the lab. And I go... Dude, that doesn't mean anything. Like, you know, let me just wait till you play. 
you put out a hype video and you're shooting jumpers or you're dunking or I don't need that. You don't need to say anything to anybody because all that's going to matter is when you step on the floor. Yes, Marv. Nah, you got to get the USC faithful hype because no one goes to those games anyway. I know that. I, I've, I've gone to USC games. I went to two USC games. For free, probably? Yeah. Uh, well, because of who I am, of Hello. course. Yeah. Well, even if you weren't who you were. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, I have two tickets. Oh, how much? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, please. Come on in. Mick Young's playing. Yeah. They're like, who? Yeah. Who is it? Kevin O'Neill? Was he the head coach at USC, maybe, when I went? Yes. Yes, uh, Seton O'Connor? I don't think that people are reacting to the idea that Bronny is going to go number 17 to the Hawks. Okay. People are reacting to LeBron saying the James gang is pulling up in ATL shorty. You know what I mean? Like that's what he, that if you type in Bronny to Hawks, okay. every single headline is LeBron James reacts to Bronny in mock draft. Yeah. But Bronny just put out a video where he's basically answering his doubters. And I went, Nobody cares about shooting hoops in June. Yeah, no, I think the story is LeBron saying, all right, looks like I'm going to Atlanta. Yeah. But if you're going to put out a mock draft, you have to make it seem like it's legit. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, if you really wanted to mess with people, Bronny James to the Clippers, and let's say whatever that, the 22nd pick to the Clippers. Now, all of a sudden, would LeBron leave the Lakers to go to the Clippers? Bronny, if he's with the Clippers, yes, he. Like, this is the only, there's probably uh, 25 mock drafts out already for that one. This is the only one that's getting attention. It's the only one that LeBron commented on. Where is Bronny taken in the other mock drafts? I, I've got one. This is also from another guy at ESPN. Uh, what's his name? Jonathan Gavoni. He has uh, to the Orlando Magic. Again, that's another one that's not going to get a lot of action. James but, Gang's not going to Orlando. No, 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 no. no way. Atlanta, no, no. Hell yeah. Maybe on vacation. Yeah, Disney World. But no, I'm not going to play in Orlando. So if you're going to do a mock draft in June for next year, you got to spice it up. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't put him going to the Cowboys. you got to make that thing awesome. Yeah, you I gotta, know. Yeah. you got to really kick it up a notch. But if you're going to have... See, Orlando feels legitimate. Like That, that doesn't feel like you're trolling me. And this time of the year, you're just desperate for any, any kind of story. I mean, this is a godsend for, uh, for us. That, oh my God, wait, Bronny, Hawks, LeBron comments on this? Let's spend days on this. Yes, Marv. New wing flavor at Magic City in Atlanta? <laughs> what, what would that flavor be, Marvin? That's a really good question. Have you been to Magic City? I have not. I went to a place called Body Tap. <laughs> you could have stopped with I have not. <laughs> nah, Body Tap was chef's kiss. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but I got to... Did we'll, you have lunch there? When we go back, no, I did not. <laughs> I, did not. <laughs> I did no such thing. I, no. I never, ever... First of all, strip clubs, I find them really uncomfortable. And second of all, when I, I have a friend who goes, man, they great lunch. And I go, get out of here. I, I, I'm, I'm not... I know you want to call it not a strip club because he'd always say it's not a strip club. It's a gentleman's club. I go, okay. So he, he goes, they got a great lunch. And I go, no, 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 no. Not, not going to do Not going to do that. Okay, so Ronnie goes to the Hawks, and then does LeBron go to the Hawks? And the answer is no, he's not going to go to the Hawks. Yes, Todd? What about a scenario where Ronnie and LeBron go back to Cleveland, Ohio? Why are you slowing down your delivery here? No, no, no. We said this yesterday. Trying to make it dramatic. Like I, I, I brought that up yesterday. I think that would be pretty cool. If he went. It's back a good again. show, Todd. You should try listening to it yeah, sometime. Yeah, I said it yesterday, Todd. 
And I didn't go, what if LeBron goes to the Cleveland You didn't say Cavaliers. it like that. You said it like a normal Cavaliers. Walmart. <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers. Here come the tweets. Why do you guys pick on Fritzy so much? This is why we pick on you. There you go. Yes, Paul. Here, here's one that could be a curveball. Let's say the Atlanta Hawks happen to take uh, Ronnie James. LeBron goes to work for TNT and just comes and works mm. at TNT, comes see his boy play, retires early. Maybe he doesn't want to play anymore. I can't see LeBron being a studio guy. Mm. Nah. Probably not. Nah. He's going to be more ownership, like the Mannings. No. Nah. He would probably say, can I own TNT? Because right. I, I, I don't want to be a studio host or uh, analyst there. Can't see that. But he gets to see Lebroni, uh, or gets to see Bronny at USC. I just want to see him play. That's all. The other stuff doesn't matter. Do we have the USC schedule yet? Do we know who they open up with? When's uh, when do they play UCLA? Like those will be fun things. He's a good player. I mean, he seems like a you know. I don't say he's great, but he's getting better. If I go back the last three years, you see improvement, and that I would be encouraged by. If I'm going to draft him. You know, guys top out. I thought Purvis Ellison topped out his freshman year at Louisville. I don't know if he ever got that much better, but he was the number one pick overall. You know, is Bronny getting better? And it seems like and he's quiet, and he wants to, I think he wants to be great. I don't think he's going to be great because his dad is LeBron. He wants to be great on his own. And I respect that. You put the time in, you play, you play against good competition. Does he get benefits because... Of his dad, yes, he does. But he didn't embarrass himself in the McDonald's All-American game. What do you have, 15? Hit five threes? So for everybody to say, well, he wouldn't have gone in there except for his dad, there's a lot of politics that goes into those All-Star games. And he got out there, and it's not like he was overwhelmed or he went, man, he's a step below these guys. He wasn't. He was able to play and handle himself. So that's all. Got a nice support system. The expectation levels are going to be way too high for him. If he averages 14 points a game, are people going to be disappointed? Yes. Yeah, they are. But then you got, you know, Kentucky guard who got drafted. I think he's averaged 11 points a game. Yeah, Marv. No, no, no. Like that 11 to 13 range? Oh, it's a lottery pick. Yeah. Because nobody. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, no one averages 20 in college anymore. No, and if you do, you're usually staying for another year. Tyler Hansborough style. Yeah. Like, oh, he's the ACC player of the year? Oh, he's not going to the league. Yeah. Yeah, Paulie. USC men's basketball schedule has not been released yet. Last mm. year, they opened with Florida Gulf Coast, Alabama State, and Vermont. That that triumvirate mm. to start the season. Oh, wow. Uh, Murderer's I row. I actually know someone who works in programming, and the USC basketball schedule is in quite in flux. Why? Uh, because of their new point, new guard. Yeah, but... It, let's put it, there's new teams well, now, on the horizon. Are they playing in the Big Ten this year? I don't think so. I got to check So that. USC is not in the Big Ten this year? I can't keep track of all this. Let's stuff. put it the way. The TV market, the TV networks want to work with USC to develop their schedule this year and are doing that. Okay. All right. Where they, who they play, what channel they play on, mm. how many primetime games. Mm. Yeah, how many primetime games? I would think as many as you can. Yes, Marv. At least 10. Yeah, I would think more than that. Because, I mean, they may treat uh, USC basketball like it's Duke. 
they they may roll out the red carpet, and uh, even though it's West Coast, I, I'm thinking that they're probably going to give them a lot of attention there. Yes, Marv? This may be the biggest star. I know it's not a long time, but since Zion, like where you have to, like he is the marquee guy. We haven't had like stars like that since Zion. Here's the problem, though. If you watch Bronny play, he's not a highlight. He's just a he knows how to play basketball. He's a good basketball player. He's not, you know, doing the three. He, you know, Zion was a highlight. Bronny, you're going to watch Bronny. When I watched him, it's like I'm watching Joe Dumars. Like Joe Dumars is a Hall of Famer. But what I would see with Joe Dumars is he just played the game the right way. And Bronny plays the game the right way. Both ends of the floor. Uh, he doesn't act like a star, but he's got a nice jumper, a better form than his father does. He's just not big. You know, 6'3", but, you know, somebody's going to take a flyer on him. Absolutely. He'll be a first-round pick. He's going to. Anything else that needs to be mentioned here before we take a break here? Ireland trip progressing oh, well. Will Farrell is going to call in tomorrow. That's the only contact that I've had with Will. I said, hey, just so you know, word got out. We're going to go to Dublin at the end of the month. You're the one that uh, brought this up seven years ago. And we want to make sure that we roll out the green carpet for you to join us in Dublin for three shows that we're going to do over there. Will said that he's busy shooting a movie and that he would uh, try to call in tomorrow on the program. So that's it. And Will's in the Barbie movie. So now, now I have a reason to, now I can say, oh, well, Will's in the Barbie movie. I'll go see that. I don't know what his character is, by the way, but uh, anybody going to go see the Barbie movie? Paulie? Yeah, with the kids. I no. think it's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Maybe Will's like a relaxed fit Ken in the Barbie movie. No, no, he's no, there's no Ken. I mean, Ryan Gosling is Ken. Oh, he's. Make no mistake about that. Maybe Will's like the 70s Ken who comes back to right wrongs. Hmm. I don't know. Mm, I don't know if he's a villain in the Barbie. I don't. I'm going to guess there's a dark side to the Barbie movie. Yes, Eden. The thing that's confusing me, or another thing that's confusing me about the Barbie movie, <laughs> is that it's PG-13, Ooh. which implies I don't really even know what that rating means anymore. But that implies that it's not for kids. That it's more for teenagers, teens, twenties, tweeners, and uppers, tweens. Yes, Paul. Will Ferrell plays the Mattel CEO. Oh, maybe he is the oh, it could be a bad bank. guy. Yeah, it could be a John bad guy. John Cena's in it. Helen Mirren's in it. What Ooh. the hell? Dang. Ryan Gosling, Michael Sarah, Kate McKinnon's in it. Doesn't it feel like it's either going to be spectacular or spectacularly bad? Hmm. Like Cats, that movie, when that came out, they're like, okay. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, not okay at all. How about we take a break? We'll talk some football coming up. Dan Graziano will join us. On loan from the mothership, David Cohn at the top of the hour to uh, recap what we saw last night with the uh, first perfect game since Felix Hernandez uh, about a decade ago. All right, we'll take a break. Back after this, Dan Patrick show. Spoke to Chad from Traeger yesterday. He goes, uh, here you guys are going to Dublin. I said, yeah. He goes, you know, we sell Traeger grills over there. I said, well, come on over. He said, well, maybe I could get an Airbnb, come over, and then maybe cook the Irish you know, recipes here. So if you wanted to have bangers and mash or shepherd's pie, whatever it is, we could say to Chad, make the local food for us. And I think that he's looking into that. So 
He doesn't have to bring the Ironwood Grill over there. He could just pick one up there at the local Arse hardware store. It's not Ace. It's Arse. Uh, Traeger.com. See what's cooking. You're going to love everything that they do. And the Flat Rock Flat Top Grill gives you even more flavors and meals to explore. Traeger.com. You want recipes? They got everything for you. Traeger.com. See what's cooking this summer in the Traegerhood. And don't forget... Use the DP Show code at checkout. That will get you free shipping. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The original light beer, 1975. Miller Lite. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend. Even Mother's Day. I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's You can't debate it. I would try it. No, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. U.S. Senior Open coming up this weekend. NBC, golf, and Peacock. Talk some football. Dan Graziano, ESPN National NFL Insider, also hosting NFL Live today at 4 Eastern, joining us here in the Man Cave. Look at that. Hosting, that? hosting. Whatever they need. Yeah? That's my Okay, but the difference of, of being an analyst, yeah. and now all of a sudden you're the host who has to yeah. tee up the analyst. Yeah, it depends on the show. Like when I'm hosting Get Up, that's a lot more sort of conversational. Like, you know, you can kind of – I think NFL Live – just the way it's structured right now, just the format of the show is a little more sort of station to station. It's sort of, you know, tee up the analyst and then maybe one will follow the other, that kind of thing. So just, you know, it really does depend on the show. And I think, um, you know, live has been, live's fun. I mean, it's, it's good. I do enjoy it. There's no question about it. But Get Up has been where I've spent most of my time the last couple of years. And it just kind of, you know, you've, you maybe just feel more comfortable where you spend more time. So. Yeah, it's you're been, in the same area. You just move over a seat or two, and then exactly next thing you know, you're asking questions. Yeah, no, I, and that's the thing. Like it, it's, 
Yeah, I, I, I think if you if you do the show enough, you have a feeling. Like if you, you know, we're going to move you over to this chair today, well, you have a sense of what you would want to be asked and how you would want to be involved in the conversation if someone else was hosting. So, yeah, for sure. The uh, big headline, or at least waiting to be a big headline, is the uh, suspensions for gambling oh, here with the NFL. Why is it vague on the on the uh, NFL's part of who can, who can't, where you can, where you can't? Why not just make it a blanket? Nobody is allowed to gamble. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not vague. It's spelled out, but it is complex, right? Like, like if you're a player, you're allowed to bet on other sports. If you're a coach or a front office executive, you're not, right? So why are players allowed? It wasn't collectively bargained. It's not because of the union. So why are players allowed to bet on other sports? Why are you allowed to bet from home but not at the team facility or on the team bus or in the team hotel? So I, it is all spelled out. It hasn't changed in at least five years. I mean, the most updated gambling policy is from 2018, and it's the same as, as it was then. So, uh, yeah, I think the league has found – I think the league and the union thought it was all more obvious than it turned out to be. And I think that's why there's been a little more of a, a re-education effort here over the last couple of months because they don't want to be suspending people for the whole year. I mean, that you know, that's, that's lousy for the games. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I have not heard any talk about amending or reforming the gambling policy, but they do want to make it clearer to the players what is and isn't allowed. And you're talking about maybe year-long suspensions yeah. here. I don't know if they brought Calvin Ridley to the rookie symposium. I mean, they had Peyton sure Manning and Tom Brady. Calvin Ridley would resonate. Oh, you mean this last one? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. because well, that's what, that guy lost $11 million betting $1,500. That's what I, because, I, I mean, when, when the other suspensions hit a few months ago, the Detroit Lions once, like, like Calvin Ridley just happened. Like, how can this not be fresh in your mind? You, I mean, you know Calvin Ridley is a big enough name. That did not get ignored. And everybody knows he got suspended for a whole year. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's alarming for sure. And I, I do think, I mean, the league has started to kind of get out there and try and get in front of these guys and say, here's the rules in case you didn't already know. But I remember talking to the players' union after the Lions suspensions came down. You know, do you feel like you guys are doing, yes, we are doing enough. We talk to these guys multiple times mm-hmm. a year. We lay it out. These guys are not doing this because they don't know the policy. They're doing it because they thought they'd get away with it. So uh, that's that's the perspective from the people who are in charge. Well, of wait until it's a quarterback, right? Because these these are guys who are on the periphery. You know, they're yeah. the backup linebacker, kick returner. You know, you get a quarterback in there now. All of a sudden, remember when Tony Romo wanted to have a oh the fantasy thing, a, a fantasy yeah, thing yeah, yeah, in yeah. Vegas. But that was right before this sort of tidal wave of like you know a legalized gambling state by state, and also sort of the NFL's embrace of. Before yeah. the NFL realized how much money they were going to make on this, is the NFL hypocritical? How so? In handing out punishment? While like, making money off of yes. gambling? Yeah, I, I think it's important that, that, you, that you police your players and your personnel in terms of their gambling habits because you do not want to go down that road of inside information, right? And, and now you have these guys might have an advantage, uh, and that might affect other people's ability to gamble and make money. So I do think it's, I think it's fair to hold the people that work in the NFL and play in the NFL to a little bit of a higher standard, right? Than the people you're advertising to, right? If if you're using gambling. So I I do think there is, there is reason and incentive for the league to take a little bit of a stronger stance with their own personnel uh, than they would expect from the general public. That's, that's consuming their advertising. 
Dan Graziano, ESPN National, NFL Insider, hosting NFL Live today at 4 Eastern. I don't know how well you know the makeup of this Jets team now. I know covering them for a long, long time in the New York media, but you bring in Aaron Rodgers Mm -hmm. and you got a young team. Expectation level is really high. So they're not a curiosity, cute story. Now it's your playoffs and, you know, maybe deep in. How does hard knocks affect that? I always feel like teams are overreacting when they don't want to do hard knocks. I've been to training camps where there's been hard knocks and, and there's more cameras, right? Like, but it's not, they're not like, there's not a camera right over you as you're trying to catch the ball in practice. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't think it's as big a deal. I think, I think it's about teams and, you know, coaches and front offices wanting to sort of control the flow of news, right? Which, you know, and now you're like, well, we have cameras here. Something might get out that we otherwise might not have wanted to, even though they, I'm sure they have total approval. They do. What, they right? have total control. So I just think it's a matter of this is, this is one other thing we don't want to have to deal with. It takes away time from what, but I, I don't, I do not believe it matters that much. Uh, the Lions last year went all in. I mean, you could tell they were loving every second of it, and they had. But a nice, that's the coach who nice embraced year. it. Yes, I mean that's the difference. But that's a difference. And of, they didn't have a star player like Aaron Rodgers, right? Who might go, nah. Who, by the way, uh, is liable to maybe say something non-football related that makes news, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I think that's that is that is a little bit of a concern for them. I don't know that it needs to be. The Lions had a fine season last year. I mean, they, they were this close to making the playoffs. I, I don't think there's a correlation between doing hard knocks and having a disappointing season. I, I think the Jets will be fine, if that's how it ends up. Are you all in on the Jets here? The Jets have decided that they were Aaron Rodgers away from being a Super Bowl contending team, right? They went 7-10 seven, seven and 10 last year with quarterback play that was not just bad was actively harmful to their chances of winning the games right so if you have a guy who's just competent you could see getting to nine ten wins if you have aaron Rodgers playing at the mvp level he was at two three years ago you could see getting to 13 wins right so uh i think my question is are they right are they right about how good their roster already was absent aaron Rodgers or, or a competent quarterback uh, the tackle situation is a little bit concerning because they're counting on guys that haven't been available. Mekhi Becton was a top 10 pick. If he plays like that, they're probably going to be great. But he's only played one game the last two years. Yeah. So uh, that there are question marks about it. And Rodgers is 39. Like, it's not, you know, he, he shows up to OTAs and he pulls a calf muscle on the first day. I don't think that's going to continue to bother him into the season, but it's an alarm bell. Right? Like, it reminds you that the guy we just brought in is not 25 years old. Like, he might be more liable to get hurt. We might have to be more careful with him. So, all in, in that conference, in that division, I can't get all the way there on the Jets. But I do do expect them to be a good team. It's weird that I thought that they overachieved while underachieving greatly at the quarterbacking position. Yeah. Like, I thought that they they weren't a seven-win team, but they won seven games. And they did that in spite of their quarterback. But I thought the other players sort of overachieved just a little bit. So it was a weird feeling that yeah. I had with them. Not that, man, imagine if they had a, you know, a competent quarterback. I, I mean, they may be a 10-win team here. They may be. I mean, they, they may also, like, everything breaks right, and he plays out of his mind, and Becton plays 17 games and looks like a top-10 pick. Yeah. You know, they have the offensive rookie of the year. They have the defensive rookie of the year. They get Quinn and Williams' contract figured out. I mean, their defense does look really good, so there's reason to be optimistic. I just think that the AFC is just going to be 
you know, like a knife fight. Like, I mean, there's so many good teams. There's so many great quarterbacks. Like, I, I just don't know that in the AFC East that, that that's going to produce a 12-13 win team, given how good everybody is. Are you more sold on the Eagles repeating no. or the Niners repeating their success? Well, I have to say the Niners because no one has repeated as NFC East champion in 19 years. Right? Like that is, and I, I when my first job at ESPN was the NFC East blogger. Remember that division bloggers? So, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've lived it. I've seen it. Weird stuff happens. Like a couple, you go back, was it three years ago? The, the Eagles were defending champions. Everything looked good. Carson Wentz was real. Like Carson Wentz forgot how to play football. Like the Eagles just bottomed out. That was the year that Washington won it at seven and nine. And there was no reason for the Eagles not to repeat, but like dark forces are at work in the NFC East that prevent it from happening. So I can't, I can't in good conscience, knowing this, predict an Eagles repeat. I don't have another good reason not to, but something always happens. I'm telling you, something always happens. They laugh at me when I say it on shows, and then at the end of the year, well, Dan was right again. It's weird. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't, I mean I'm, I'm supposed to be able to break it down and tell you like a... Re- Something's weird in the NFC East. Yeah, you're too measured. You gotta have hot takes. You know, what's wrong with you? Dark forces at work is not a hot <laughs> enough. I thought that. I thought that was pretty good. I, I'm not hearing that everywhere else. Uh, yeah, Eagles were uh, what? They were healthy last year. You don't get necessarily the same injury luck year over yeah. year. You know, I don't know. There's the Cowboys are probably good. I, I don't know. Something will happen. I'm telling you. Yeah. It just feels like the NFC is top heavy, whereas yes. the AFC top heavy, a little fuller. You say Eagles, Niners. I think not enough people are paying attention to Seattle. I think Seattle might have a really good team this year. I, I, I don't think what Geno Smith did was necessarily a fluke. Yeah. I think he's that kind of player now, and what they have around him looks really, really good. And then, you know, the other two divisions, I mean, everyone's going to pick the Lions to win the, the North. The last time the Lions won their division was 1993. Like, let's see it, right? Like, I, I believe they're good. I think they'll be good, but boy, oh boy, like that's a lot of losing that they've done, a lot of... So if the culture has really turned around under Campbell, they look like they should be the favorites there. And you can you know, flip a four-sided coin in the, uh, in the NFC South. Covering the New York media, you know, we all have like scars, horror stories. <laughs> Do you have one that sticks out, that a moment, incident, run-in that you had? In New York? Yeah. Probably. I was, just, I was just telling Paul, I was at that Mike Messina game in Fenway Park uh, where he was a, a strike away from a perfect game. That was a Sunday night baseball game. Like yes. we were, and, you know, like we're writing for newspapers. Like you had, you had the game story written. It was Mike Messina throws a perfect game, and you had to file it as soon as it ended. Now all of a sudden there's a guy on base. It's one nothing. They could lose. Like that was why so baseball writing was just crazy Like from, from that standpoint. Uh, in terms of a horror story, but you weren't running into badly. Cra- you weren't running into crazy Yankee managers like I was. No, we had Tory. I mean, Tory no, was, was very measured. Yeah, he, he yelled at me one time. It was um, so we had these fights about access. You know, I was I was involved in the New York baseball writers chapter, and you know, teams were closing the clubhouses for meetings at times that were supposed to be media access times. And at one point, I sent a letter to the commissioner's office about Tory doing it too many times. And he came storming out the next day into the dock. Did you send a letter? Dropping F-bombs all over the place. Did you send a letter? In other words, I don't give you guys enough bleeping time out here every single day, blah, blah. And it was, it was intense. And I, I was like, Joe, it's a, it's a clerical matter. <laughs> if there's a stack of letters like this on the commissioner's desk at the end of the year about you closing the clubhouse, you're going to hear from him. If it's one letter, you're not. we got to make sure and log it. And he got it like instantly. Like I saw his face change. He's like, all right, that makes sense. Next time, can you talk to me first? 
sure, no problem, Joe. But he still he still kept doing it. I remember <laughs> going out there, and Billy Martin was the manager. Well, that's a little different. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I'd smell alcohol in his breath. Yeah, yeah. We did. very different time. Yes, <laughs> and and I was there when he got fired. And I was there when he got rehired. Uh, I was there Mattingly's rookie season. Uh-huh. Like you're just. And I'm a kid from a small town in Ohio. Next thing I know, I'm at Yankee Stadium. And, you know, we're getting yelled at for walking on the grass. Yes. Like, you couldn't walk on the grass during BP. Yeah. You had to stay off the grass that Steinbrenner had, would have guys. I don't know if they had rifles, but it felt like they, Probably were, they were watching. But I'm sure he in a meeting, Steinbrenner asked, like, could we have rifles? And he was told no. <laughs> you know, I, I think, I mean, my, my best manager stories are Jim Leland when I covered the Marlins down in, in Florida, like the 97, 98 Marlins. Like, he was, I mean, he was, because he went down there, signed a five-year contract, everything was good. Halfway through the year, they told him, like, at the end of the year, we're going to sell the team and trade everybody. So he sent his family back home. He, he slept in his office. He drank like a fish. Like it was just, and he was just, you know, all over the map emotionally about it. And they won the World they ended Series. Up winning. They ended up winning the World <laughs> Series. Yeah, he was, he was a character, man. Uh, the Bills situation. Yeah. Bringing it back, back to, to football, football sure. with Sean McDermott yeah. getting a, a contract extension. Mm-hmm. What if they bow out early? Well, I think the the belief they have in McDermott as the guy who's kind of helped build what they have now, right? I mean, the the you remember what the Bills were, right? When McDermott got there, they hadn't been to the playoffs in 17 years in a league where there's five new playoff teams every year. Yes. The Bills had gone 17 <laughs> years, so the fact that he's now a regular in the playoffs shows you that he's put something together that that um, that they obviously have a lot of belief in and faith in and a lot of gratitude for. So. No, I, I think, look, I, I don't think he's a coach that is a bad season away from the hot seat. I think he's seen as a guy that, that you know, I mean, it was him that brought uh, Brandon Bean in. Like, like McDermott has a lot of sway over what goes on there. Uh, so, yeah, I think it would have to, be, they'd have to fall on some pretty hard times in order for him to end up in trouble. It just felt like that the last two years, there was so much pressure that it, Josh Allen was taking the next step and the Bills mm-hmm. were taking the next step. And I, I just thought they were putting too much pressure on him. Yeah, and asking him to do much because I, too much because I thought they were one dimensional. Yeah, and uh, offensively, you mean? Yeah, yeah. No yeah. running game, and then Dayball leaves to yes. go to the Giants. So Ken Dorsey, his first year as offensive coordinator, is a disappointment. So he's feeling some heat. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean they're they're you know I think they're still really good, right? But what are they going to be offensively? Obviously, Stephon Diggs is a little annoyed about some things that went on in the offense last year and wants to see it it be different, but. Uh, yeah, it's a big. It's an important year for Dorsey. It's an important year for Allen. They they are in a window right now where they should be competing for Super Bowl titles, and they haven't gotten to one yet. Does anything change with the running back position on how the running back position can get paid financially? I don't think so because nothing's going to change in terms of uh, you know the wear and tear those guys endure. Nothing's going to change in terms of looking at replaceability the Chiefs just won the the Super Bowl with a seventh round rookie at running back I mean and you see that all the time right you can find you can find production at running back in the later rounds I think what's going to change you see these two guys that went in the first round this year Robinson uh, to Atlanta and Gibbs to to Detroit I think you're going to see the way they're used be important right like they're going to be all over the field they're going to be lined up they're going to catch the ball like they're going to be third down weapons that kind of thing 
So maybe you get to a point where a guy pops and he is a Christian McCaffrey type, right? In terms of how he's used, not necessarily as good as McCaffrey, but in terms of how he's used. And then maybe that guy gets paid. But the grinded out between the tackles running back, the, the, the Derrick Henry style guy, first of all, there aren't many of them anyway. And second of all, I just don't think teams want to invest because they don't last and because you can find guys that can do it for a lot cheaper all the time. So no, what could change would be if they reduced the length of rookie contracts from four years to three. That would help running backs, I think. But, you know, the next CBA is seven years away, so I don't, I don't see that happening anytime soon that would help any of these current guys. And it feels like you've got to be a hybrid. You have to have one player who does two things. Mm-hmm. That, that It has to be Christian McCaffrey, Alvin mm-hmm. Kamara, uh, Debo Samuel. Like, we, can you do a couple of things? But the days of being a battering ram, it feels like those are over. Derrick Henry's going to yeah. be... We're going to look back on Derrick Henry and go, man, he was a dinosaur. Yeah. But, Almost but, like Adrian Peterson. Yeah, but but special and unique, right? Yeah. Like there were not other Adrian Petersons running around at the time that he was doing it. There aren't other Derrick Henrys, right? You see guys, you know, Saquon Barkley's involved in the passing game. You know, there are guys that are leaned on more than others, but no one's doing what the Titans have done with Derrick Henry in terms of usage. But explain to me, the, the Giants were negotiating against themselves with Daniel Jones. Yes. Why not? French, no, no, nobody was going to trade for Daniel Jones or give up two first-round picks for Daniel Jones. And they paid more for him. They could have used that money for Saquon Barkley. Then, you know, you could keep everybody happy because Daniel Jones is going to be successful if Saquon Barkley is successful. I agree with every single word you just said. I, I think they stretched too far for Daniel Jones. I think, you know, I, I do think when you look at where they come from, right, the GM and the coach come from Buffalo. They never paid a running back there. They, they use different guys. I don't think they're... I don't think they're that comfortable with the idea of, of committing whatever, 12, 13 million a year to, to Saquon Barkley. I, I just don't think they feel Now, they may recognize he's a special player, and in this case we need to do it because of his importance to Daniel Jones, et cetera, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily excited about doing it, right? So, uh, yeah, I think if they had franchised Daniel and focused on signing Saquon, then they might have been able to sign him by now. But that also may have been for a number that they just don't think they should have to pay a running back. Great to see you. Thank you for yeah, stopping by. thanks for by. having me. This is great. Dan Graziano, ESPN National NFL Insider. He'll be hosting NFL Live today at 4 Eastern. We'll take a break. David Cohn at the top of the hour. Back with your phone calls after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Got some football numbers here from DraftKings. Over under passing yards for Aaron Rodgers. This according to DraftKings. Marvin, I'm going to start with you. Over under for Aaron Rodgers this year. 4,100 yards. Paulie? Oh, 4350. Todd? 4412. Seton? <laughs> I'm going to go 45 straight up. 3950. Overrated. So just under 4,000 yards. Patrick Mahomes. What's Se- up, Mahomes? 17,500. Wow. Over under passing yards. Marvin? 4,800. Blue blood! <laughs> Well, 4,800 and a half. You imagine if he ends up with 4,801. You lose the half there, the hook. Uh, let's see. Over under Deshaun Watson, Todd. 3,308. Seton O'Connor. 34. Paulie. 3,650. Marvin. 3,800. 3,600 and a half. You always got to put the half in there, guys. Always. It's an over-under. How many games will go into overtime during the regular season over-under Todd? 11 and a half. Seton O'Connor. Nine and a half. Marvin. Ten and a half. Paulie. Twelve and a half. 19 and a half. Whoa. We're going to have some overtime. You see, hear our reaction there? Like, we're all completely blown away by that number. Oh. oh. Well, I don't think you would 
you would feel like that you would have 19 and a half or 20 overtime games. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. I, I did that yesterday. I said some stuff. I'm like, you know, he had only three home runs last year. And Shane goes, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was a big deal. This is a funny punchline. This is something not all that impressive. Well, but you don't even know how to put it in context of 19 and a half overtime games. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> and what's the uh, final results of our two poll question? You know what? We haven't even gotten around to something we've been teasing since the first hour. Todd's poll questions that are really a comment. Oh, oh okay. It's Todd's poll questions that are really commentary. <laughs> I don't know if I could get him in right now. Can I, Todd? Well, teasing him for a second. Yeah, we may have to wait. All right. Maybe. <laughs> Shut up. Whoa. Before we get to Coney or something. You don't know him to call him Coney. I can't call him Coney. Coney. No. I grew up on Coney Island. It's David Cohn. He's New York. Coney. Final hour coming up on the program. Not just today. Final hour coming up. Fritzy, Seton, Marr, Paul, yours truly. We're back with the Yankee analyst, David Cohn. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. With hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin, it's the EV that recharges you. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQE. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 